0: Welcome, princes and princesses, to our Disney season. We'd like you to be our guests as we show you a whole new world. Please remember, what we say in this episode might be a little risque, but you shouldn't take us that seriously. We're trying to take the Mickey. You ain't ever had a pod like us, so sit back
1: and enjoy the ride. Welcome to World Domination, everyone. I'm your host, Jim Jube jubian Welcome to week four of the Worldwide Toilet Paper Shortage. <laughs> what a segue.
2: Ooh,
0: <laughs> just straight in.
1: I'll cut it together in the edit. It's fine.
0: I'm your host, Embo. And I'm your host, Cornelius. Yeah. Well done. Cornelius is a good one. Thank you. That's thank you. One. Well done, Ken. How was everybody else's day?
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> My day was good. Yes, I had a very busy day yesterday, so today felt
1: like a breeze. And I'm like, yes! And I really enjoyed my day.
2: I'm glad you had a great day, Ken.
0: Thank you,
1: thank you. I wonder how many chair noises... My microphone is going to capture this tonight.
2: So many. It's so
1: noisy. Do you have a squeaky chair right now? I bought a new chair today because I haven't had an office chair for about three months. Oh, jeez. My last one imploded.
0: Imploded?
1: Yeah. Uh, As in like the gas spring thing like just sat in itself or what? No, as in like my fat ass bent the metal of the chair and it like imploded. Dude. (gasps) Dude.
2: Yeah, righto.
1: I, I don't want to know that story. I didn't actually get hurt. I would like lean back in the chair and it started leaning further and further and further and further and further, and further back one day. Oh no. Oh no. Um, and then the whole thing just kind of like snapped. Do you have one of those, um like those gaming racing chairs now? Or... I, I went and I sat in one of them today and it just wasn't comfortable. Mm, yeah, they, they're not that great. They look really cool, but... I want something that I can sit in for like an extended period of time and also doesn't look douchey I mean who's gonna look in your man cave and complain about your taste I mean the sofa beds in here now so presumably people can sleep in here now oh interesting I haven't had the opportunity yet but give it time I will take you up
0: on that offer oh wait probably not right now not a good time
1: yeah we should talk about the pachyderm in the room Mm -hmm. uh so how are we have do any of you have the 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 big C (laughs) the big C Oh, Uh, no. Do you mean
0: COVID-19? Oh, you can't say the C word like that. Have some respect. (laughs) Nah, no, I
2: don't.
1: (laughs) I don't have it either. I think. And that makes three. I'll tell you in 14 days. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's the yeah. scary part. Yeah,
2: I've had a uh, really shitty week. Aww. Like my team at work and we're down a few people at the moment l- is literally the team that deals with every single coronavirus query that comes mm. through Ooh, um, and all the reporting and everything. And plus on top of that, we're just naturally ridiculously busy. So usually in a usual month, right, our KPI of closed cases is 15 in a month. Mm-hmm. I have already closed and it is... Currently the 19th, I have closed over 20 cases, have another 30 something open. Jeez. at the moment and that's not including all of the coronavirus ones that come through too
1: lovely so what are you gonna do for a coronavirus case like what does that involve
2: it depends it depends what it is so I guess um obviously it, the annoying thing is because the government keeps changing you know when what what's a hot like every day because you know who knows what's happening so one day Bali is a hot spot then no one day it's not and then the one day it is and so people are saying oh I've just come back from Bali or whatever so it's we have we're obviously following what the government is suggesting but also So depending on, you know, if somebody's been in contact with somebody else or whatever it may Mm. be that, you know, work from home for 14 days or, you know, so it kind of just depends on a case by case basis as to what the person comes to us with and whether they have any symptoms or whether they've been with somebody, been near somebody in a confined space for two hours or whatever. It's just, yeah, changes depending on the situation, but, you know, because you tell one person one thing like one week. And then the next week, somebody else in their team gets told a different thing, but that's because the circumstances have changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you've got people being like, oh, the doctor's told me I need to do this, but I don't think I should. And it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure if the doctor has told you to do something, you should
0: probably do it. People are dumb. Yeah.
2: Plus, oh, plus outside of that, we had our first suspected case today of somebody stealing toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So so it came through to the team, and um, it was like this whole thing this afternoon of just like, oh my God. So we're like looking at CCTV footage, and because it was like alleged that this guy had like bags of like the huge toilet rolls. Mm -hmm. He didn't. It was just because there's teams that are moving, but like the manager full on had to go like search his car and everything. And
0: we're just like, geez. Oh, poor guy. Oh,
2: he, I think he, he saw the funny side of it. Like it was okay. Whereas the manager was like, if that was me, I would have been pissed. But the individual, like
1: but look yeah, i'm getting through it but um yeah so like my boss's boss's boss held like a meeting the other day and it was basically like i'm probably gonna reassign you to other things <laughs> Ooh. way to make us feel special guy we're all, like
2: cool <laughs> <laughs> what about you ken
1: yeah i should be okay
0: but like it's oh what do you call it no I'll, but you know we're all just worried that If things start slowing down now, we might not get projects in the, like, in the near future, if, if everything gets run to the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then in the future, we might be worried. But, eh, I'm, I'm cheap labor for them, so it's okay. Yeah.
1: The Olympics is still going ahead for some reason. Oh, geez. Really? Yeah, can we talk about that? Why the, why the hell are the Olympics still going ahead? It's basically going to be Japan winning all the medals. It's for morale, Jim. It's for morale. Like, no one's going to be able to travel. Just going to be Japan winning all uh, the medals. Japan's- yeah, but surely. Hmm. I'm sorry. If,
2: if the bloody NRL players are able to get into their fucking private planes and fly around surely they'll let athletes do it can you imagine being Japan though and being like you've spent the last four years like spending shit tons of money getting everything prepared and then like oh sorry coronavirus yeah I mean
1: this would be the first Olympics that have been postponed since the 1940s yeah which doesn't look great is that from the war yeah yeah like the last one was for a world war (laughs) I can see their their argument of things and like also the last one that was cancelled was a world war that they started (laughs) yeah yeah. These guys.
2: Because Japan's been they're okay now, aren't they? Like aren't they under um what's the word I'm thinking of?
1: Military occupation. <laughs> they don't have a military occupation. No, op- sorry, <laughs> I'm thinking of the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> but like aren't they aren't they okay now? Uh in the same way that like South Korea is okay, I think.
0: Ooh, no, South Korea has it rough right
1: but now. But it's under don't control.
2: They? I think uh, yeah. probably under control is the term yes. I was looking for. But, like, it's under control. I don't think they have
1: it completely under control, but I think they're doing better than some. Like, they're definitely doing better than Italy. Yeah, look. But, look, that's not hard.
2: And the US isn't far behind, are they?
1: Yeah, the US is on the same trajectory that Italy was about a week ago. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. I also love watching the argument that's playing out at the moment in the us because they're giving out uh like a thousand dollar checks to everyone to like boost the economy yeah and all of the people who were like raging at bernie sanders last week calling him a socialist are like now happy to take this thousand dollar free check from the government
2: oh yeah i hate you bernie but give me a thousand dollars (laughs) yeah
1: fuck you bernie what are you talking about socialism i'll take my thousand dollars from the (laughs) government thank you very much
0: give me more how's he how's he doing by the way
1: bernie yeah, like,
0: in terms of, like, vo- votes and stuff, like... Not great. Not great?
1: Oh. No. Last time I checked, which was admittedly a couple of days ago, he was 100 delegates behind. Let's oh. see what it says now. He is now about 300 delegates behind. Oh. oh. Sorry, Bernie. He's got 885 compared to 1180 that Joe Biden has. I love... Oh, man. Remember all
2: those memes? Biden bro. <laughs> Biden bro. <laughs> that was the best. Oh. So good. Oh show and he was he was pretty hot back in the day too i remember looking at those (laughs) (laughs) that
1: was not a comment i expected i think you've been watching too much parks and rec emma
2: (laughs) probably no no wasn't was it him or was it somebody else that there was all those like photos of him in his early 20s that surfaced i'm pretty sure it was biden
1: this might be another thing to include in the show notes this is the picture that google puts up oh is that him that's young joe biden yeah yeah. i
2: told you see ken gets it yeah i can see (laughs) I can see. Just put some red hair on that, Ken, and you'd be you'd be all over it. I mean,
1: I think that would <laughs> clash with his shirt, wouldn't you? <laughs> A little bit, yes.
2: Look, young Joe
1: Biden is,
2: is pretty hot. Anyway, I need to stop looking at that photo.
1: So I guess some follow up before we start talking about the movie. Uh, I did want to go through some lovely reviews that we got after our last episode. So we got a lovely review that just said, clap emoji, the intro to the world dominant. Sorry, clap to the intro to world domination F this week. Now, when should I expect a shout out for the headline idea? It's getting some good feedback. Your mum seemed to like it. <laughs> That does prompt me to do something that I should have done uh, a long time ago, which is to give a shout out to uh, Juliana for giving us the idea for the newspaper headline.
0: Thanks, Juliana.
1: Thank you, Juliana. And I am sorry for completely ignoring you the first two times you told me that.
2: (laughs) Third time's the charm. Third time's the
1: charm. So if you two would like to have your own segment featured on the show, just tell me about it (laughs) three times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But also, it's gonna it's gotta go through the panel. It's gonna be good enough. The headline one was a good idea. Thank you, Juliana. Yep, yeah,
1: it went through straight away. It's also gonna make it through my memory. Yeah, <laughs> to tell the other two about it. That's the biggest. That's the
2: biggest task. And then uh, once it gets through to, to Ken and I, um, we we come together as a team. I feel like we're a very good team now. Mm. Yes,
0: yes, we are.
2: I don't believe we've had any fights this entire time we've been doing this podcast.
0: In Jim's defense, he uh, credited you straight away when he, was, uh, when he uh, brought it up, and he was
1: very confident about it because you, uh, you were the one who suggested it. Hmm. We did get one other review on Apple Podcasts, which was very sweet. It just says, Newsworthy! This podcast is basically a volcano. It's super funny. Love the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they may have coined a new term there. Locano. I think could, I've heard that before,
2: but it's a good one. I also had some um, le- leading on from the how last week your mum gave you some gave us some feedback, I guess, Jim. My mum mm-hmm. also messaged me. Didn't know mum listened. Hey mum. <laughs> Should watch my language, probably. So so I got a message from mum said, Just listen to your Aladdin podcast. Dot dot dot. Oh, oh. Very good, but swearing upset dad. Very clever love heart emoji. <laughs>
1: Is it all swearing or just your swearing that upsets your dad?
2: Look, I, who knows? Who knows? I'm sorry. We're
1: sorry, Peter. I'm sorry, Dad. Sorry, Peter. I don't know whether it's my swearing that look. It's probably in, in me. any case. I'm sorry.
2: It's it's probably it's probably me. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that swears the most. <laughs>
1: Although, as we discussed before on this podcast, like he doesn't stay angry for long.
2: No, he does not. He's fine
1: now. One more piece of feedback before we get going, Ken. I am I to understand that you've been. Reviewing Robert Williams collective body of work Ah oh, yes yes I have Tell us about it
0: Ooh. After watching Aladdin I'm like oh Robert Williams time And then I I, was, I started going For the list of uh, movies you guys Told me to watch last time So I watched uh, Jumanji Yes Mm -hmm. Yes What'd you think? Really interesting Really fun Oh yes Yeah just like It's just so wacky Like fantastic And like The ending was just so sweet And it was so nice Like you know It was just like One of the happiest endings Like one of the most Fulfilling endings I've ever watched Oh It's so sweet I loved it Oh and then afterwards I watched uh, Mrs. Doubtfire Mm -hmm. Excellent film (laughs) It's great, right? Yes, yeah, so good. Like it was really heartwarming how he like did everything to you know look after the kids. Like he tried, he, you know, he did literally everything he could to make it work, and it did. And you know, in the end, when the wife was like, Mrs. Doubtfire brought out the best in the kids, and Mrs. Doubtfire also brought it, brought her best in him.
1: And I was like, aww. Mm. that's awesome. Yeah. What did you think of the? A horror trailer for Mrs. Doubtfire. The horror trailer? Did you not watch oh, that? Oh
0: sorry, I didn't watch that. Should I should I watch it now? Yeah. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh
1: my god. That's actually horrifying. It's so creepy, right? Oh my god. Does that change your view of Mrs. Doubtfire at all? I'm 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 glad I watched the actual movie
0: before I watched that trailer. <laughs> Otherwise I'd <laughs> be stuck in my mind. But yeah, now yeah, no, but it was much more wholesome than I expected. Uh, so should we get into the movie?
2: Yes I was very ex- I was very excited to watch this Because I freaking love this movie It's a great movie so It's much, great, right? So good I remember when it came out in the movies I legitimately watched it about four times ooh, in the cinemas Really? Yeah, loved
0: it I've watched it about three times in the last month
2: You're welcome, Ken I'm glad you enjoyed it, Ken Because I know Did you even, had you heard of it before? I have
0: not Like, um, actually, oh, I might have heard of it But it was never put on the radar properly Well, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much.
1: Yes, so it's a very eclectic movie. Mm. Like I can see why some people wouldn't wouldn't have heard of it.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah,
1: I was sold the moment like the like you know he was putting the
0: gun together and like uh, sorry using the demonstrating the peanut butter and jelly gun, and then he said Mm. it's jammed. You know, I was like, oh my god! (laughs) I (laughs) thought (gasps) you'd like that bit. (laughs)
2: There's so many puns in oh that movie. God.
0: I feel like it was it's right up your alley. Oh, Ken. my God. My yeah. favourite one was uh, when they asked Aunt Billy to pass the gravy and then it was, like, delivered on a train. Hmm. So, it was a gravy train.
1: Oh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's so good. My first note from this movie just says, in all caps, that's not how fire extinguishers work. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how right at the beginning, how they're in the science fair thing and the... Vinegar and bicarb volcano accidentally goes off and causes the the fire extinguishers to go off in the hall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not how those things work. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. They have a little, they have a little glass pellet in there blocking the water coming out, and it's only when it gets to a certain temperature that that little glass pellet breaks and lets the water out. Has nothing to do with smoke. Look,
2: Jim, I feel like there's a lot of things in this bloody cartoon movie. Oh, I
1: have so many problems with the logic of this movie.
2: (laughs) There's so many flaws to it, but you just got to take it as it is hmm. and is a fantastic movie yeah just forget about all your bloody science
1: and your bloody truths the movie is set in 2037 that's when um, the future it's is set in 2007 and 2037 thank you. whoa spoilers actually it's also set in what 1995 as well yeah, oh yeah that's ones, true I yes guess. yes it's impressive how they make 1995 look like 1935 yeah 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 i was thinking that
2: i think they just really try and confuse you with what year is what it what year <laughs> is it
1: yeah i wish we had more movies that use like the 50s version of the future rather than the 80s version of the future mm. like you know when like where like everything is like rounded and bright colors and looks like it's molded out of plastic like i wish we had more movies that use that aesthetic shall we make one um I'm going to veto that one. Look, you guys do it
2: and I will and I will critique it. That's fine. Hey, you're the lead actress. Oh, okay. Yeah, look, actually, I would be fantastic. I would be fantastic as a lead actress.
0: You were supposed to say no, and then we'll have to like try and get Henry Ca- Henry Cavill in, and then you'll say yes. Can we also, anyway, try and get Henry
2: Cavill in?
1: What role would you write for Henry Cavill? Like, what do you think would be the, the role that would get him on board?
2: Well, I feel like we already know, like, the bloody Witcher was his, like, dream role as soon as... So I feel like it would be something like that, because I know he loves World of Warcraft and, like, games like that, so it'd probably be another video game... Another video hmm. game-related
0: one? for the thing is he's such a wholesome guy like he gives me like the like he, he just feels like such a wholesome mm. person to me okay we're, we're getting sidetracked
1: friends
2: <laughs> meet the robinson yes
1: so essentially the plot is our main character lewis is a Preteen teen inventory science nerd character who is an orphan. And rather than like focus on like impressing the people who are trying to adopt him, he makes like crazy contraptions that make people terrified of him. I don't know, I would have loved that bloody peanut butter and jelly contraption. I mean, like it's a lot of overhead for a fairly simple task. <laughs>
2: yeah, but can you imagine just having to press a button rather than actually having to ugh, get a knife out and spread just, nah, he's a thinking man.
1: <laughs> Instead, you have to get out a very complicated piece of equipment. <laughs>
2: But then you have to clean the nut. Look, Jim, it's a whole thing.
1: Yeah, but then you got a clean fucking tube full of, like, jam. Like, you know how hard it is to clean, like, dried jam out of a very thin plastic tube?
0: That was probably his first <laughs> mistake. That's probably why it failed the first one. Mm. He just needed to use it more.
1: Lewis is kind of abducted into the future by a... Another child named Wilbur, because a man in a bowler hat has stolen another time machine and has gone back to Lewis's time to do something that we're not entirely sure of yet. For some reason, they go back to the future, to 2037. The time machine is broken, and then a good middle chunk of the movie is hijinks as they try and repair the time machine, so they can go back in time to where they were before. During this time, we meet the Robinson family, who... I'm going to put a, a family tree image in the in the show notes for everyone because it took me a good, like, three attempts to understand this family tree. What okay, let me. What ex- you mean? They explain yeah. it. I know, but I, like, just couldn't comprehend that for, like... It took me three attempts to, like, comprehend it when they explained it. Okay, Bud, Fritz,
0: and Joe are brothers. Fritz is married to Petunia, and is she... Oh, are they brothers? Yes. Are they actually? Joe looks like he's about 20. Huh. Maybe their
1: parents had them very far apart. Okay. That makes... I, st- I still... T- I didn't pick that up. Okay. But, good but yes, Good to know. Petunia is cranky. Yes. Petunia is also a hand puppet.
2: Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? Like the confusion is, how does she have children?
1: That's... Don't question it. <laughs> Okay, sorry. (laughs) So Fritz has two children with Petunia, who's a hand puppet and is very cranky.
2: I'm also wondering if actually, like, the real Petunia died, and then he had like a bloody nervous (laughs) breakdown. (laughs) Hmm. That's probably what
1: happened. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, his kids are Tallulah and Laszlo Yep.
0: Tallulah and Laszlo are their children.
1: Then there's Uncle Joe and Aunt Billy, who have no children. Joe is married to Billy, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Bud and Lucille who are parents of Cornelius and Franny. Franny has two brothers, Uncle Art and Uncle Gaston. Cornelius and Franny have a son called Wilbur. And then there's two other weird, unassociated people called Spike and Dimitri <laughs> who hang out near the front door.
2: Um. Also, I'd just like to point out that you just said that Bud and Lucille were parents of Cornelius and Franny. And oh, then sorry. that they had kids, so therefore...
1: They're the parents of Cornelius. Cornelius. And then Franny is married to Cornelius.
0: What does Cornelius look like?
1: He looks like uh, Tom Selleck.
2: <laughs>
0: that was the best thing ever in that movie yeah, That it was great
1: Because <laughs> Tom Selleck actually voices him Yes, this. yeah So yeah. good Who's everyone's favourite of the family? I'm Billy Billy's your favourite? Yeah Is she the one with the train? Yeah Okay <laughs> Just because of the bloody gravy train. Because of the gravy train joke. <laughs> Alright, Emma, what's your favourite? Probably
0: Franny. Franny's pretty cool.
2: She marches to the beat of her own drum, and I dig mm-hmm. that.
1: They all kind of do. Mm. Yeah. Th- that's the thing I-, I like about this movie, is that, like, they all just kind of accept each other. Like, even though all of them are ostensibly very strange people, <laughs> they're all just like, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. But my favourite is definitely definitely Uncle Art, exclusively because he's voiced <laughs> by Adam West. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was gonna mention that before I knew you'd love that. <laughs> I love him so much. So that's why he's a Adam...
0: superhero pizza delivery man.
1: Yes. <laughs> I wish I could like deliver my I nearly said dialogue. <laughs> I wish I could talk like that, like Adam West does in regular life. <laughs> like when he's talking about how his sausage saved the colonies of beta regulon. <laughs> Practice, Jim. If you can do golem, you can do anything. If I could just say my sausage saved anything, that would be fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, did you go- did you guys really like that scene between Franny and Gaston where they were, fu- like, fighting each other and they went into, like, old-school Asian, like, out-of-sync audio? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So cool.
1: There's a lot of weird things like that in this movie where they just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, yeah, we'll do what we want. So good. <laughs> just this weird. movie's going to make half so, a billion dollars anyway. So good. Anyway, so the bowler hat guy comes back to... The future tries a couple of plans to get lewis to go back in time with him so that he can try and sell lewis's invention to a big company for some reason uh it's eventually revealed that uh, the bowler hat guy is being controlled by his bowler hat who is uh an invention called doris who is a sentient helper hat that was designed to like help people with like everyday tasks but eventually like went crazy and evil and decided to take over the world.
2: It's a natural progression. Yeah.
1: So this is the thing that I f- the thing that I hate about when movies bring time travel into things that they don't think it through. Ah, I see you have the same problem I have. Yeah, it's eventually revealed that Lewis is Cornelius, that Cornelius is the name that he takes after he's adopted by Bud and Lucille.
0: What, I'm Lewis? Shitty name.
1: Yeah, Lewis is fine. It's kind of rude that he's like, hi, my name's Lewis. He's like, nah. <laughs> Cornelius. Cornelius. Uh, and he's the one that goes on to invent Doris the hat. And then the Robinsons are his family when he grows up. And his son, Wilbur, is the one that travels back in time to like save him. Doris's plan, and this is where I hate the time travel shit that movies always pull, uh, is basically she's her plan is to go back in time, steal Lewis's first invention, and then sell it so that Lewis can't become a famous inventor because he'll lose his mojo. But if she does that, wouldn't that mean that she was never invented? Exactly. And you just gotta not think about that. So I'm going to go back in time and steal my, steal my creator's first invention. And oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted Basil Exposition to lean in and just be like, I suggest you don't think about it too much. And then turn to the camera and go, and that goes for you too.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. I think the point is that you're not supposed to think about it too
1: much. Although that's the, that's the final conclusion of the movie. The final conclusion is Lewis looks at Doris and goes, I'm not going to invent you. And then she like back to the future disappears. Yes. Yeah.
0: That was a shitty bit. I was like, wh- like you can't use that because you You've already established that doesn't happen,
1: right? Yeah, you've already established, like, presumably her going back in time to steal her own creator's first invention. Would destroy her anyway. Yeah, it would cause a paradox. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I
2: think that's the whole point is that it's supposed to foreshadow that it doesn't work. Oh. Mm. Like if you try, if you like, look, there's so many holes that you could poke in this. But if you think about it that way, that they're they're planned because the whole thing when they're in the pitch meeting is that they actually don't know how it works. (laughs) So, oh, that was an idiot mistake. So they don't know how it works. So I feel like it's supposed to foreshadow that even though they've gone back in time, it's actually shown that well, actually that plan doesn't go forward and work because she's still there, as mm. opposed to when he makes that decision not to create her or not to invent her, then she disappears because he's actually, it worked and he's made that decision. Mm. I think that's what it is. Yeah.
1: I guess the one bit about the, the, that the villain's plan that I really liked in this movie is the reveal that Goob is just kind of a henchman, that he's not the actual villain. Yeah, <laughs> the bowler, the bowler hat man is actually his old roommate from when he's at the orphanage that no. he drove insane. <laughs> like that's a that's a great twist.
2: Yeah, I also love that his bloody like lair is like at a like unicorn cafe somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he has his unicorn binder that he has, like, his
2: plan in it. Oh, do you know what? So, that, look, if we're going to talk about the plan. So, his plan was to crush the dreams of a poor little orphan boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, it's a little,
2: bit, oh.
1: a little bit more succinct than Doris's. Yeah. Doris escapes from, like, a prison, basically. And that's when she meets uh, the bowler hat guy, uh, Goob. And his original plan, which is why he's there to, like which is how they meet, is he's there to throw toilet paper over the, <laughs> the headquarters of <laughs> uh, Cornelius's company, thus ruining him forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, love how dumb goobie is. He's great.
2: I love it so much. Mm.
1: Just the, the one line that everyone remembers from this movie is when he, he goes back in time millions of years, steals a T-Rex and brings it to 2037 <laughs> to
0: try
2: and... <laughs> How did he fit the bloody T-Rex? That's in his, what I want to
1: know. In his bloody time machine, is what my question was. He figures out that he can mind control a frog. Sorry, he figures out that he can mind control people with a little version of the Doris hat and then get them to do his bidding. So he controls a like a frog. And the frog's like, I'm a frog, man. Like, I don't know how you expect me to abduct a person. I wear like 50 grams. <laughs> And then he goes back in time and steals a T Rex. Well, there's a lot of people over there, and my arms are tiny. I'm just not sure how well this plan was thought through. Faster. He brings a T Rex back from like 65 million years ago or whatever, and the T Rex can't do it because he has a big head and tiny arms, so he can't get into (laughs) little spaces. (laughs) I'm not sure how well this was thought through. I've got a big head and tiny arms.
2: (laughs) And he like wraps his tail up around him with like Master. Oh that was I so love cute. It. Oh.
1: So good.
2: this movie's fantastic. I think we can all agree. Oh, it's <laughs> great.
0: So good. <laughs>
2: all right. So we are totally <laughs> totally digressing tonight. What do you guys think of are we going with Doris or are we going with Goob?
1: Mm I think we have to vote on them as a package deal. Oh Yeah, okay. okay yeah. All
2: right. Okay. So what 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 do you guys think? What do you what do you rate them?
1: Oh, see, this is the thing because I rate everything except the time travel logic of Doris's plan. I rate fairly highly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's she's a very competent and threatening villain, but Goob is just such a goober. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give them a six overall. Mm-hmm.
0: My original rating was of uh, Do- of Doris. Originally, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'd, you know, I'd say as a package, you know, there's the, Goob is very, Goob is pretty lovable, Uh, Doris is uh, very ambitious for a hat, but the plan was very average, but, uh, you know, combined with the personality, I think I'd give them a six as well Alright
2: yeah, I I think that and look I know most of the villains are emotionally invested in some way but I just feel like Goob was just too caught up in the emotions <laughs> of it all. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, some great. I, know, I, I, I love, know, look, I freaking love I, him, but if I'm like if I'm rating this in terms of what I actually think that their plan and everything was and and whatever, I actually think I'll give him a 5. Like yeah, it just wasn't that's,
0: that's totally fair. Look,
2: I love I love I love
1: him to bits, but it's just it wasn't good. <laughs> How interesting. That leaves Doris slash uh, Goob tied with Scar. Really? Oh. Oh. Really? Yeah. As our worst villains. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but see, but the thing is, right? They're both still great. But yeah.
1: it just, yeah, you're
2: playing not so much.
1: I think this movie has a really positive message. I, I really like the message of the movie. Like, it, it's, all, it's all about, like, you have to, like, keep moving forward oh, and, yeah. like, don't focus on your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm. not you can't do anything but learn from them. And yeah. there's a great scene where Goob is, like, monologuing and um, he's, like, reflecting on how how bitter he was about like losing that baseball game oh, yeah. and like <laughs> they had that moment where he's like really bitter and angry walking through the school and the two kids are like hey goop want to come over to my house after school and he's like they all hated me <laughs>
2: Honestly, that's one of my favourite scenes. Oh, like so the, good. the typical, like, villain speech His, to yeah, his the orange and story like, was you not ruined, really you ruined my life <laughs> you ruined my life And then yeah. there's, like, him in all of the the um, adoption meetings and stuff like that And he's just fully, <laughs> like <laughs> I fell asleep And they all hated me All the kids at school, oh. they all hated me Hey, Goob, you want to come to my house after school? <laughs> hey, Goob, nice finder Yes, So good, <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, I freaking love this movie. I yeah. wanna,
1: I'm gonna watch it again. Like, I'm just throwing that out there. I I love the yeah. I don't know. Just like the 50s aesthetic and like the keep. What is it? What's the line? Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah. just the keep moving forward motto and just the, the music at the end. I don't know. It's a. I really like the message of this movie.
2: So, friends, are we ready for some fun facts? Woo!
1: I am indeed. Fun facts of them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the tune is, but Jim, you can uh, put that in and post.
1: I'll cut it in at, like, 200% speed. Fun, fun facts. facts,
2: fun facts with Emma, Emma. fun facts, facts with Emma. Emma, you're welcome, friends. Woo. <laughs> oh, yes. No, it reminds me of the, um, you know, community. Try our bed in the morning! <laughs> <laughs> All right, go
1: for fun facts. All
2: right, fun facts. So, the movie was actually loosely based on characters from a children's book called A Day with Wilbur Robinson. So, the book is pretty much, there's like no time travel in it. It's pretty much like the middle part of the book where it's all, you know, him running around and finding grandpa's teeth and doing all that kind of stuff. Like, that's what it is. It's just him. I was like, okay. Which is interesting. It took 4 years to make. Mm-hmm. And a uh, little nerd fun fact for you, Jim, that if you tried to um, use just one computer to render the entire- entirety of this movie, mm-hmm. it would take 800 years. Oh wow. Like
1: one 2007 computer or one like one 12020 computer? I'm gonna, I'm going to guess 2007 computer. I'm going to guess 2007 as well. So let's like Let's Moore's law this. So what was eight hundred years? Yeah. So I said thirteen years ago. Thirteen times twelve divided by eighteen. So what's that? Eight point. So we've had eight point six Moore's law doubling since two thousand and seven. You're such a nerd. Let's say we've had eight Moore's law doubling since two thousand and seven, and it would have taken eight hundred years then. How long would it take now? So we halve it. Eight hundred divided by two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ah, so it would only take me three point. One years to render on a top of the line computer today.
2: (laughs) Anyway, good work. Anyway, thanks for ruining my fun fact, Jim. Anytime, Emma. (laughs) So Laurie Metcalf, who voices Lucille, is also the voice of Andy's mum in the three Toy Story movies. Oh, yes, that's fun. Um, it is a fun. It's a fun fact, Jim. Thank you for not pulling it apart. (laughs) 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 Is this
1: our first fight, you guys? (laughs) There we go. guys it's the first time for everything
2: part the part of lewis um had to be recast because the original actor's voice broke <laughs> Aww. Aww. puberty what a thing right
0: did they re-record
2: I everything
1: could... or, or did they no just bits of it oh, so okay. y- you mm-hmm. can tell in parts of the movie where the voice sounds different yeah oh okay
2: so the director of the movie um when he read the script he really fought to um to direct it because he was adopted himself Aww. so Aww. he wanted to be a part of it which is cute this is actually the first film of walt disney animation studios which was an agreement between pixar and disney mm-hmm. so that was interesting and it was the first time they used the new logo which had um mickey mouse yeah it had steamboat willie and stuff in it Ooh, uh, yeah. the, new, the new title sequence they had initially this was going to be a live action film god that would
1: have been weird yeah Although I would have, I would have loved to see like seven year old Adam West playing, um, what is it, Uncle Art? Uncle Art, <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh man, I don't know how I would feel about that. So Doris was actually modeled after Stan Laurel of Laurel and Hardy, um, the comedy duo, oh,
1: um, uh, because
2: yeah. he wore a lot of bowler hats. Hmm. So that's where they got that from. Doris actually, if we're going to stick to her, um, got her name from the chamber that she was actually in when she was put in there. So it was D O R dash one five. That's how she got her name.
1: Do you reckon that st- stood for like dead on our rival? Ooh, No, what?
2: <laughs> I had to think about that and I was like, no. Ken was like, I think I like that. No way to say that, do I? <laughs> um, and uh, the last fun fact I have here is um, that Jim Carrey was actually offered the role of bowler hat guy, but he turned it down because he did the movie number 23. Oh, he god today. damn that would have been fresh. Oh. I feel like he would make a good yeah. bowler like, guy.
1: I feel like if you were going to pick anyone it would have to be him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It would have definitely have like a mask vibe to for, it though. For the, yeah. uh, for for the sure. uh, live
1: action version. Yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah, him for the live action. Version. Oh, definitely the live action, definitely he'd definitely him do for live action yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just think he has the right level of like pantomime. Oh, yeah. And, like overacting to pull that off.
2: All I'm picturing right now is, you know, if you've seen the trailer, because I'm not going to watch the movie of Sonic, the new one, uh, who's yeah. in that. that like, yeah, that's basically, what I'm that. Basically, basically that. Basically that, but like filthy. And, really, and with like, a bowler hat.
1: moustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can picture that.
2: Um, but yeah, that's my fun facts for this evening. Woo.
1: I have one, just back on that Pixar thing. Yeah. So, th- yeah, like you said, this was the first movie that Disney made after buying Pixar. Mm-hmm. But little history: of Pixar. So, Steve Jobs bought Pixar from Lucasfilm for five million dollars with an M, <laughs> and then Disney bought Pixar for seven point four billion dollars with a B. Bill- Oh, oh, God. Yes. Man. Remember, he bought it off Lucasfilm. Disney later bought the rest of Lucasfilm <laughs> for $4 billion. Oh, my Jeez. God.
2: Bloody Disney. I know. That bloody mouse. <sighs> He's just sitting in his throne. Just... But just think
1: of that, like, this one tiny part of Lucasfilm sold for almost twice as much as the rest of Lucasfilm. That is crazy. How pissed off do you think Lucasfilm were? Have you seen that photo of George Lucas when he signed the Disney contract? No. No. Hang on, let me find it. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh. He does
2: not look happy.
1: Yeah, George Lucas does not look happy.
2: He's like, oh, fuck my life. Yeah. Because <laughs> what was the... So what was... What year? Like how many... Um, What was the year's difference in terms so of So Pixar when was
1: bought was? in 2006 and uh, Lucasfilm was bought in 2012.
2: So when did Steve Jobs buy that for 5 mil?
1: In 1980-something. Oh, okay, so it was a... Yeah. yeah, it was possibly the best return on investment ever made. So oh yeah, good job Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs bought a 49% share of Pixar for $5 million and then Disney bought the entire company for $7.4 So he made 3.7 net worth value in 2007. Oh, Steve Jobs. But yeah, so Disney bought it with a stock purchase. So what they did is they traded Disney stock to shareholders of Pixar. That's how they bought it. Uh, okay. So basically, you trade your Pixar stock for Disney stock. Right. But that basically gave Steve Jobs three point seven billion dollars worth of Disney stock in two thousand and seven. As of November that last year, his daughter owns twenty one point four billion dollars worth of Disney and is the single largest shareholder of Disney Jeez. just from that one deal.
2: Look, I love wow. my dad, but what the fuck,
1: man? Yeah. Did your dad give you $21.4 billion worth no. of Disney? No. Maybe if you don't swear so much. This is why
2: I swear, dad. <laughs>
1: no. You did this. You didn't give me $21.4 billion <laughs> worth of Disney stock. That's a lot of money. Oh, and then one more fact. In the 3D version of the movie, most of the closing credits are in 2D, but uh, the credits for the people who did the 3D version are in 3D. This is awesome. This is like my favourite fun that's fact. Cool.
2: Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know whether that's petty or genius.
0: Genius. Genius. <laughs> Bit of column A, bit of column a. <laughs> no, no one would complain about it. Like every everyone, like, you know, like it brings attention to both the two D people and the three D people by having like just that that slight difference there. Yeah, I mean, it looks good on the resume. Yeah. Oh, there's a uh, there's a little thing I looked at uh, when I was watching the movie. So each uh, um, when Lucille uh, went to judge the um, science fair at Lewis's uh, high school, mm-hmm. uh, she invented like coffee patches. Yeah.
1: And each patch is twelve coffees. That's like four lethal doses of coffee that she yeah. has on her.
0: I, I I counted she had eleven that I could see, so that's mm-hmm. hundred and thirty two coffees. That's a but lot But I had to look up o- Yeah, I had a look online. People said there were sixteen patches. You know, I'm not sure if, but you know, I just wanted to point out that's one hundred and ninety
1: two coffees, if they're right.
2: That's a pretty good bloody invention though. But yeah, sixteen <laughs> patches is a bit much.
1: <laughs> I haven't slept for eight days. So let's say a cup of coffee has 100 milligrams in it. How many milligrams is a lethal dose? 10 grams. 100 milligrams, one. So 100 coffees.
2: Oh, she, she did. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. She's dead. She's got a She's a dose little of caffeine bit dead. <laughs>
2: maybe because she's gone so far over that it's like kept her alive.
0: Maybe she's like kept adding them on and slowly, you know, built an immunity to them. Nah, she's she's also a little bit crazy, so I assume she put them all at the same time.
1: I mean you've seen how she bakes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> My wife, Lucille, I think she's baking cookies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bake those cookies, hun, <laughs> oh, that part was hilarious. Oh, I love this movie so much. Alright, should we get on to our plans?
2: Let's do it. So, my plan, and I know we were talking before about how we kind of like grouped Goob and Doris into one, mm-hmm. but I did have a bit of a think about who would I, you know, change it as, but I feel like Doris was like the, the mastermind behind it all.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. What? Did we watch the same movie? I don't know if anyone would, would refer to Goob as a mastermind. Yeah, he had <laughs> a unicorn binder.
2: His name is literally Goob. <laughs> So, Disney has like a like a fandom, the Disney wiki fandom thing. Mm-hmm. So, Doris's goal... So, her personality, right? Megalomaniacal, evil, mm-hmm. maca, villainous, manipulative, and sadistic. Oh, jeez. And her appearance is a floating robotic bowler hat with a single eye. Occupation, headgear, helping machine. <laughs> <laughs> so... So essentially, her goal is to be mass-produced and conquer the world and enslave humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should link this in the in the show notes because it's actually quite funny. But um, so essentially, my my plan is to focus on what like a little bit more onto what her goal was and how she can actually achieve that. Mm-hmm. You know, we do know that she was designed to be a helping hats. Um, So I feel like she should have played the long game a little bit more. So we, we get a flashback at the moment where she kind of wakes up and her light goes from green to red and she's obviously realizing the power that she has or whatever. But what she should have done is waited a little bit longer because, and just sort of just dealt with being like the helping hat because eventually that was going to be mass produced mm-hmm. that everybody was going to buy one who wouldn't want a bloody hat that brushes your teeth for you she could have essentially just bought herself some time until there were so many and then she go on to the head of the the lead programmer or scientist or whoever it is and had him either connects them all or put doris in charge kind of thing so that she could then take over them all at once and because there's so many and it's been mass produced you would be rather than just attacking the robinson family that we saw in the in the um when the world had been taken over them by them for those like 10 minutes you've got everybody and by then um Cornelius because it's such a fantastic um invention he would have had one so you can make him make you more and give you something better, so maybe um something a little bit more powerful or whatever it is, and then you kill him, and then you destroy all the time machines, so he's dead, so he can't invent something else, and he's obviously the master inventor, and two, there's no time machines for anybody
1: to go back in time, so what you're basically saying is that sh- she should be Deng Xiaoping, sure,
2: I don't know <laughs> what you mean, but sure uh, D- Deng
1: Xiaoping <laughs> is the former. Uh, leader of China and his motto was hide your strength and bide your time yes then yes
2: (laughs) pretty much because I feel like she obviously did do it at some point but What unraveled it was obviously one goob, and because he was too emotionally (laughs) invested. Fucking goober. Fucking goober. But also... um, What a goober. That, you know, that um, Lewis, who he was at the time before he got adopted, found out about it and he was able to use the time machine to go and kind of change things. Hmm. And then say the whole, I'm never going to invent you. Look at Hmm. me. But... If you wait, so it's adult him, he doesn't know, attack his head, kill him, so Mm -hmm. he can't do anything, and then destroy the time machine so nobody can go back in time and foil your plan. And uh, Mm done. Foolproof. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jim. Well done. No, I don't mind...
1: I like that. <laughs> Thank you. The only problem with that is presumably they run more tests on you than just putting you on someone's head and seeing if you're evil or not. Like presumably there's more to the quality assurance program than just like putting you down on a table and seeing what happens.
2: No, but I mean, and that's, and that's the point because obviously she was put on that guy's head and that's what we saw in a flashback. But the point is, if you're able to mind control people, hmm. come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I totally do get you. But the, the point is that she would, if she was, able, I know Goob was very emotional into it all, but if she was able to him. Yeah, why doesn't she just mind control goob? I don't understand that. There's also that. But, you know, I, like, I think if she was able to mind control him and sort of talk him, she's obviously had that emotional side that, you know, she was outside the window giving him the signs and stuff. So, hmm. even though it was to, like, essentially help herself, I still feel that she's got some sort of rationale and logic and decision-making processes Yeah, I mind. just don't
0: think she's very good with people in general. Yeah. Like, you know, she, no. she lost her cool as soon as she was invented, and the other point is that she chose Cube as her partner. I mean, Prime. yeah, like,
2: but that's because he was closest closest to Lewis.
1: Yeah, you know what would have been a great gag, and I'm surprised they didn't do it if she did try to mind control him, but he was just so dumb that she couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Look, no, I I get you. But also, I mean, if you think about the first, um, you know, prototypes of things or the first working ones, they're not usually used that much. So, Mm. if they did even change slightly what the configuration was of the hundreds or thousands of other helper hats that came through, it was Mm. unlikely that she was going to be going out and using. So, she wouldn't be on, you know, that many, having to deal with that many people, if that makes sense.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Herself
0: mm, Oh, to be honest, they didn't even try to debug her They just threw
1: her in that, that little... Uh, you are like, oh, little... you're faulty, bye There is like one very one very innovative piece of quality assurance technology that they put into Doris uh, They've given her a multicolor LED that changes color when she goes evil It's a, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> That's... easy way of telling, oh, no, this one's a dud, defective, get rid of it <laughs> Yeah, look, oh. yep
0: This one's this evil, one's evil. In the trash. In the
1: trash. <laughs> anyway, that's my plan, and it's great. I don't know. Like, she's obviously an artificial intelligence, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could have done a better job of making her of a category of intelligence above a human. It's going to be impossible to contain an artificial intelligence in the same way that a gorilla could construct a cage for a human. A human could conceive of a way out of that cage that the gorilla just couldn't comprehend. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the same for an artificial intelligence. Like, they're going to be able to conceive of solutions to problems that we just can't.
2: oh 100% this this is where we're
1: going <laughs> I needed I, mm. I wanted them to make her a little bit more threatening in that way just make her like another level of intelligence I, I, I guess it's hard with with a character that doesn't really talk
2: yeah
1: all right my plan I got four words for you guys Are you ready mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. four words little head big arms <laughs> <laughs> Master, I think this plan was fought through very well So my real plan, and I'll keep this nice and short Instead of going back in time and stealing Lewis's first invention Go back in time and get Goob to pitch Doris to the Inventco board And that way it closes the loop on Lewis not having to invent her Because somebody else invents her And I get that does create another paradox of Well, if mm. Lewis didn't invent her, then how did she go back in time And, you know, sell herself to the Invent Co board But don't think about it The movie's already <laughs> told you, like, don't think about mm. it Hmm. yeah
0: fair in the spirit of the movie, your plan works very well
2: it does and i and i I think it's and i did to be honest, I did think of that when I was watching it, but I think it's more to do with look, I don't know, look it possibly could work, and yes, if you go with the the thought of the actual movie and how they do it all, then yes, it would work hmm. but she needs goob <laughs> baller hat guy. To be able to sell that, because otherwise she can't go in and sell herself. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to get him on board, and to get him on board, it was about destroying a little poor orphan boy's life. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And, you know, so I think, yeah...
1: It, it, it could be a better plan, but... This still accomplishes the dream of ruining a poor orphan boy's life. <laughs> but you, you just go back and shoot him. I mean, there's also that. Problem solved.
0: Mm. But but he has, like, the mentality of a 10-year-old, so...
2: It takes him, like, 12 <laughs> hours to write Mike Yagubian. He writes his plan out pretty good, though. I was <laughs> uh, so sad when it was, like, a checkbox and the question mark. I know, I love how he's, he's like, plan. Oh. He's,
1: like, step one. Oh. <laughs> like do this step two, step three, and then step four is just question mark. <laughs> mm, sad.
0: Question mark. What now? Poor,
2: poor Mikey
1: Goobian. Poor guy. All right, Ken, you're up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So as.
0: Goob, um, he has the Greatest resources right now Okay, his original plan Okay, was to uh, to Use toilet paper And TP uh, Robinson Industries And he he was nearly there He was, you know, at the brink of destroying Them, but then uh, afterwards He he met Doris and then acquired a time Machine, I believe he should uh, take that Take that toilet paper, get on That time machine and come back to 2020 And sell it (laughs) to all those Australians
2: Oh my god
0: You could sell it anywhere in the world I think it's happening all over Exactly Everywhere in the world Topical You know like He will make a fortune He puts that in a high interest saving account By the time he gets Mm -hmm. back He'll have a lot of money And then he can buy, buy out robinson industries and take over the world uh but uh, as always that's not my uh, actual plan i don't know that's not bad i mean it's uh, you know if you like it you can vote it okay <laughs> oh, so uh, in reality i don't think goob's uh the the ideal villain so i think i'm gonna go with Dor- doris's uh, because she has a bit Higher capabilities of taking over the world As we've seen from her demonstration She's, you know, very ambitious uh, Even though she's a hat uh, And she's also very capable of hurting others uh, And... Using mind control as well. Uh, Throw back to season one, uh, episode five, if uh, you are interested in mind control. So I think she's uh, clearly capable of um, breaking, you know, the, like the uh, all the laws of uh, robotics. Uh, she's also capable of uh, creating mini Dorises. So uh, I think she can um, use that as a mind control device to control, uh, say, other inventions that are also in that uh, little jail cell of inventions. If you have a look in that scene, there's like a lot of uh, dolls. Like robots and humanoid things, mm-hmm. I think they're like the perfect thing to control. Or maybe she can like inject her code in them and uh, generate a little army.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, well, and then she can build her own corporation in that world. I think you know, time travel isn't necessary for her to take over. Mm. You know, she, you know, there's like she can steal one of those um uh, self-building uh machines. You know, you know, one of those that they were demonstrating where a where a building. A building pops out Mm -hmm. Yep So she can build one of those Start her own company You know Have like Mind controlled drones Run the company Until she can uh, get a factory together You know And uh, and after that uh, She can continue as usual And still create a giant Doris And an army of uh, Doris hats mm-hmm. And I think uh, I, th- I think uh, that completes her plan And she can take And she can actually take over the world In a physical uh, Physical and mental sense mm-hmm.
2: But isn't the point that she, she needs a living brain To be able to control Hmm
0: Because
2: that's why When they see the frogs And the T-Rex And the and the people And stuff like that,
0: that... Yeah but like like the thing is i think originally it was given to goob as a surveillance tool it was it wasn't necessarily a mind control thing you know we found that she, she was able to do that and even after have all those um, Dorises were cre- uh, Dorises were created, uh, it was like Doris was able to communicate with everything and still like have the same objective of taking down Lewis.
1: Mm. So I think there is a network there. Yeah, I agree that like if, if it if it's possible for her to control people, it's not out of the question that she'd be able to control machines. Yeah, and I guess
2: mm. like look similar to to my plan as well that like obviously she's got a connection to all the other ones because they're obviously on the same sort of wavelength or whatever it is, that Mm -hmm. it would make sense that when she especially created other ones or other ones were created that were similar to her that she would be able to have some sort of cross-functionality with them or whatever it is.
1: All right, so are we ready to decide? All
2: right, cool. Everybody ready?
1: All right, on three. One, two, three. Ken. Jim. Jim. Yes! I'm so sad I lost.
2: I wanted to win this one. I love this movie so
1: much. Oh, no. Jim's leading the pack. Hell, yeah. 2-1, bitches. Damn it. Well, thank you. I'm going to be magnanimous in my, my victory here. Woo. Mm-hmm.
2: Congratulations, Jim. Thank you. I'm sorry, Emma. Boo. I mean, congratulations, Jim. Yay.
1: <laughs> boo worms! <laughs> boo worms!
2: <laughs> I was saying boo worms. <laughs> All right, Jim. So, uh what's 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 your headline
1: for this one? We're going to go with Inventco bowls a hat trick. Doris open to the future. Yeah, Ooh. buddy.
2: <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice one. Well done, Jim. Woo. Well Congratulations. done, Jim. Congratulations.
1: All right. So that leaves that still leaves Jafar as our uh, most highly scored villain, one point ahead of Hades. Ooh. What? Yeah. No, Hades is my favourite. Well, it goes Jafar, Hades, and then Doris and Scar tied for last.
0: Hades is a great personality, but the pl- like you know his execution was pretty bad. Yeah. All right.
1: Oh, we forgot to discuss what Doris's middle management is like. And th- it's just a bunch of goobers. Shit.
2: <laughs> 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 Honestly, she should have had more. If she could create bloody little Dorises, she should have been doing that the whole time. Yeah. That's true. And then mind controlling people, like come on,
1: man. She could have had middle management and then like little management in the frogs. Exactly. They were were they a little mafia. Were they like? Yeah, yeah they're, they're like, like a, yeah, they're yeah. like little yeah. organized crime frogs. It's great. <laughs> so good. Oh. This movie is just fantastic. So, anything else you guys want to talk about before we
0: end? How the Robinsons' dogs uh,
1: wears glasses instead of contacts because his insurance <laughs> won't pay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was hilarious. I love that joke. It's a pretty grim indictment of the the American healthcare system.
2: <laughs> and I also love that Bud like wore his clothes backwards and had like All a little t- smiley <laughs> face on the back of his head. It's just great. It's fantastic. Oh, super cute. He's
1: so whimsical. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. You're welcome, Jim. <laughs> thanks for playing. You're welcome, Jim. Join us next week as we will be discussing my favourite Disney movie, Lilo and Stitch. Oh, Yay! it's also my favourite Disney movie. Yes!
0: Woo! My cute little alien
1: 626. Well, join us next time. Until then, bye! Bye!
0: Thanks,
2: friends! Bye! Thanks, friends! Ken, you just copied me. Get your own line.
1: Sorry. Bye! Thanks,
2: (laughs) Juliana.
1: (laughs) Bye! Thanks for listening to World Domination. You can find links to all the things we talked about, our other episodes, our social media handles, and our contact information at anchor.fm slash worlddomination. If you want to tell us something, feel free to get in touch. And remember, if you like the show, make sure to tell your mum about it.
2: I feel like you guys aren't going to appreciate this, but do you know what was the best feeling in the world today? Ooh. It has been such a such a really tough week, mm-hmm. like ridiculously tough, one of the toughest I've ever had. It would be for you, eh, because you're in HR. Well, yeah, but the best feeling in the world today was just, I was just wearing a really tight bra. And I got home and I took it off and it was the greatest feeling in the world. Ooh. I just don't feel like guys, like, unless you wear bras, I don't know, look, I'm not. No judgment, but just the greatest feeling in the world.
0: I mean, I wear a belt and that's pretty nice when I take it off. So I'm assuming a bra would be even better because it's more like upper and like it's all up in there. I mean...
2: Yeah, it is all up in there, especially this one. It was a new one and it just wasn't, you hadn't worn it, it hadn't worn it in properly yet. And it just was, So all the females out there probably get me <laughs> if this makes it into the podcast. <laughs> probably not. Probably not, <laughs> let's be honest. it's so bloody good. Ugh. <laughs> oh.